At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It happens every night And I ain't never met a riverboat dealer That could ever be a friend of mine I have not the Summer heat never treats me kind It leaves trouble on my mind So I'm bidding farewell Putting in my notice And I'll see you at another time Sing This highway Does not know my name And I don't care No Ah don't care. Heading my way for another place, and I got three good tires and a spare. Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi with just enough gas to keep there. Budget live, not so live from the low budget live bar and grill back in the uh, good old volunteer state. Whew, been a been a crazy crazy week, y'all. And uh, I came home and got here to the bar and grill, and uh, I got a new toy. It's over here. I got a new mixer, and uh, it does all kind of crazy stuff, and uh, that's all I got to say about it. That's all I got to say about it. <laughs> Nobody ever wanted me to have cheesy radio sound effects. Oh, lowlifers. Huh? Nobody ever needed me to have that in life. Nobody. It, it, it was not needed or wanted. <laughs> Updating some equipment. For the Bass Master Classic, this is the uh, this is the podcast for February twenty eighth, the last day of this freaking month of February. We got to get into March. That's when the goods start happening. That's when the fish start really getting after it in my neck of the woods, and uh, hopefully the weather gets better. Man, we've had some uh, we've had some crazy weather, but more importantly, the first week of March is the Bass Master Classic. So we're headed into that this week, and uh, I've had lots of you reach out. I've talked about it on here a good bit, but I wanted to open the show, and uh, a lot of you like, where are you doing an LBL? Are you doing an LBL? Are you doing an LBL? Is there going to be a show, a concert, a live, 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 live? Uh, there will be a live, but it will be at the Express Boats booth 
at the Expo, 1 p.m. on Saturday. 1 p.m. on Saturday, Express Boats booth. Lots of guests, lots of things going on there. They're unveiling a new uh, little prototype action boat. We're going to get the uh, first look at it, so you're going to want to come by and see that. But lots of things going on there. If you're there and you want to support LBL, be sure to come out 1 p.m. there at the Expo there in Greenville. Not going to do anything Saturday night this year for a lot of different reasons, but the main ones being we like to throw down. We like to, uh, and by we, I mean me and my band, and we like to, uh, we like, I like to do the live podcast and then play music. That's kind of been our thing the last couple of years. But unfortunately, none of my guys could come and play this year. And uh, even my, my good old buddy, Dude Let's Fish, Shannon Wheeler, he couldn't make it out. So logistically, it was hard to put it together. I'm not going to sit up there and just play by myself. Uh, you know, but because it, it just, I don't know, I, something about that, I just don't want to do it. It's not as much fun for me. So I'm going to do a podcast and I'm thinking about doing a, uh, just like a hang. Like if you're there and you're a low lifer, I know a lot of you guys, I've met you over the last couple of years. I'm going to watch social media, watch Instagram. I'm going to let you know where I'm going to be Saturday night. I think we may just go take over a bar. I talked to a couple different venues out there. That was another another thing. I had some issues uh, getting one booked this year, and it was funny. Fort Worth, Texas, no, not a problem. First venue I talked to, and, and uh, the low lifers showed up, and we sold them out of alcohol and put butts in seats, and they enjoyed that. Same thing in Birmingham two years ago. But Greenville, nah, the low lifers are uh, not as welcome there uh, for a live podcast slash uh, musical extravaganza. So sticking, the, uh, sticking with the express booth, for the big show, and then Saturday night, just keep your eye on my Instagram, Facebook. I'm gonna make a post. We're gonna get together, man. I, we'll hang, have a have a drink together, and uh, and and catch up somewhere there in Greenville. I haven't decided yet, but just that's a PSA to start the show. Welcome you bunch of low lifers. I appreciate each and every one of you. Got to say a quick thanks to these fine sponsors that make it all happen. Like right here, look at this new lid, Startron. Startron kicking ethanol in the teeth, bringing you low budget live for like five years now. Huge, huge supporter of the show and uh, cannot thank them enough. They support this industry. They support a lot of professional anglers, sponsor tournament trails, a lot of TV shows, but they have uh, definitely, they put their money where their mouth is in the fishing industry. So be sure to support these guys and get rid of ethanol in your weed eater, in your tra- chainsaw, but more importantly, get it out away from your outboard engine. Nothing ruins a great day on the water like an outboard engine that won't run. Little dab will do you. Put it in your tank. Shake up the bottle. That's just my preference. Kick ethanol in the teeth with Startron. We appreciate Startron. New to the show this year. I see y'all using this code. It's much appreciated uh, for a lot of different reasons, man. They they uh, it's it's cool to see the low lifers out there using. This code with baitworks.com, use code Duncan-10 at bait-works.com. A lot of dashes in there. Uh, You can get what you need on baitworks.com. If they ain't got it, I promise you they got it ordered and they got it on the way. You can get Taylor Watkins winning spinnerbait on there. That old Jason Christie covert getting some more cash, you know, some more winnings around it, of course, because it's a uh, that is a freakishly good spinnerbait, especially in cold, dirty water. But you can find those on there. Use code Duncan Dash Ten to show your support for low budget live. 
Last but not least, can't say enough about these folks right here behind me. Express Boats, the X21 with the 250 Yamaha Show. Got that C-Deck floor. Got those power poles on that bad boy and the Garmin's. Love the X21. Absolute perfect blend of performance and stability. And I can go shallow, shallow, shallow. It's aluminum, so I don't have to worry about tearing things up like I tend to do. But I don't sacrifice anything out in rough water either. It's a fantastic boat. It's a perfect boat for me. And uh, look forward to seeing this new little sneaky, sneaky that they're going to have at the Bassmaster Classic. Like I said, obviously they support this show. They're letting us do one of these crazy podcasts in their booth. Oh, wait. I didn't do it right. Oh, what's that? It's here for Express. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it for Express one more time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Uh, Express Boats Building Excitement since 1966. Whew. Got it in there. Got it all in there. So... Man, I don't even know where to start. I'm gonna get a drink of this cherry drink real quick, and then we'll then we'll uh, then we'll do the dang thing. So, got a good guest today. Got a good guest today that I'm excited about. Uh, a returning guest, which is always good news. Always good news. I mean, there's something going on in this man's life. So. Insane week last week for me. I feel like I say that a lot, but my, my life, I think that sometimes I look and, and, and I don't realize what all I've got going on until I'm a procrastinator. I'm terrible at procrastinating, and I look, and then it's like it's here. And then all of a sudden it's like boom, 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 boom. There's just stuff going on, and, and it certainly caught up with me last week a little bit. had a, uh, a TH Marine meeting. Uh, down in Huntsville, Alabama a couple of days, and it kind of delayed my travel up to Wisconsin to be in studio for MPFL. I ended up canceling my flight and just deciding to make the 12-hour drive up there instead of risking it risking it on an airline because all the weather's so crazy right now. Wanted to make sure that I didn't do anything to delay production and stress anybody out, including myself. So left like Wednesday night driving to Appleton, Wisconsin, and Man, hit black ice, almost had a wreck, crazy, crazy weather, ran into some snow, ended up stopping up in Indiana, getting a room, finishing out the drive on Thursday. Of course, Friday, supposed to be the first day of that MPFL event there at Lake Cumberland, and wake up Thursday morning driving up, and all of a sudden, you know, we get a get a call that they've canceled day one, which is not unusual, you know, not something that you, you certainly, uh, you know, this time of year, especially on a lake that's volatile like Cumberland, not some, not, wasn't a, wasn't a surprise, wasn't a surprise. They had terrible flooding and a lot of debris in the lake, been hearing that all through practice, and Cumberland's notorious for that, but the day of the tournament, it was like 34 two inches to three inches of rain forecast, no visibility, fog. It was crazy. And so they called it in the morning of, and then they went ahead based on the forecast and decided to cancel day two as well. Um, When I first got the news, I was very, I was upset. There were a lot of people that were upset. They decided they were going to have a one-day event. And then they kicked around the idea again of having a two-day event bumping it, uh, you know, to a Saturday-Sunday event when the weather got better. And and now this is this lake, to put it in perspective, 
and I said this on Instagram, I've said it, but I want to say it again. I have seen water heaters floating down this lake. I have seen washers and dryers. I have seen plywood. I have seen dead cows. I have seen, I mean, it makes no sense what comes out of the hills and hollers around Cumberland when it floods. The lake came up some 12 feet from when the guys started practice till they actually got to compete on Saturday. But lots of things thrown out there. And I voiced my opinion, you know, uh, with the way the year ended last year, it was a lot of craziness, you know, and I, I just didn't want anything odd, and I, I just wanted it to be good. We almost right at a full field, just a couple guys shy there, more anglers than we had last year, and and we have a really really solid field this year, you know, with guys like that returning guys, new guys that I don't know as well yet, and then you know you throw in a Patrick Walters, Brad Knight, Jason Williamson, uh, Quentin Capos, like we we've got some really really heavy hitters in there. Uh, no pun intended and the thing is it's uh it's frustrating man you want to and and we're all geeked up and we're raring to go and the anglers are raring to go and me and fat cat and watson are raring to go and then just mother nature just rips the rug out from under you so uh brad fuller and i and and mr sean mullall the the tournament director we all had conversations i'm just a commentator but i'm always gonna lean that angler way and we all piss and moan way too much i've decided uh working with an organization you realize how much we whine as anglers <laughs> but uh you know i voiced my opinion hey, a one day thing I, I don't know it's just a one day shootout but then and we kind of went back and forth that and they're like well hey man we're we're weighing every option but something that was a big deal to them and and it you know, and it's a big deal to me. That's what this league's been built around is we do have a lot of guys, and this is all of professional bass fishing. Anybody that feeds you that every single guy you see on TV or every single guy you see competing in a pro bass fishing event solely makes their money with a rod and reel. It's just, it's just a pipe dream. That doesn't happen. A lot of guys have other things going on. Uh, and maybe it's outside of the season. Maybe it's they don't do anything while the seasons are going on, but a lot of them do. And our league is no different. And and we are actually built better for a guy that wants to have a normal nine to five, but also fish for big money in a professionally ran event. So a lot of our anglers stay until Sunday and Monday. Really, it, that didn't make sense for a lot of the field. It just didn't. And so they asked a lot of the anglers, and they kind of put it out there to a vote, talk about it. And, and so the decision is made to have a one-day event. Uh, I had a lot of concerns early on about it from a coverage standpoint, like how are we going to cover this one-day shootout? And I was super frustrated, just full disclosure. And, and if Brad Fuller was sitting right here, he'd tell you, he's like, yeah, damn right he was frustrated. He let me know he was frustrated. And y'all know me. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be try to be as open and honest as I can be about anything going on. And I was. I was disgruntled that morning. And he and I had uh, had a conversation about it. But as I as I drove to Wisconsin, thought more and more and more. I was like, how cool is it to have? And and of course, this is the commentator. You know, not actually competing in the event. But how cool is it to have a one day shootout? For $50,000. <laughs> and, man, I'm thinking, you've got the best chance to win that. Everybody does, right? When you launch your boat, there's crazy conditions, and 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 it's just a, it's a really exciting thing. The more I thought about it, and actually I called Brad back, and we talked, and I was like, hey, dude, I'm wrong on this. 
Like, I really think this is cool, and I think this is going to be something that's going to be fun for people to keep up with and watch. And and look, if it's a shit show, it is a shit show, right? Uh, hang on a second. A show. A show. Show. Uh, show. Uh, you know, but Brad Knight put it best. BK. And you know Brad's going to shoot you straight. BK said, this is like fast-forwarding to that final lap at Talladega. And, and man, it, it was. It was. It was hard to cover uh, with, with five cameras out there, six cameras on the water, trying to keep up with it. And, unfortunately, we missed out on Taylor Watkins' absolute Cumberland mega bag. I have fished up there multiple times. You don't see a lot of 20-pound stringers on that lake, in my opinion, let alone 23 in 40-degree water, that's rolling mud after the lakes came up, you know, 12 feet. So we knew it was possible to catch a big bag, maybe not that big, but if those largemouth got into a run-in situation that that could happen. Uh, of course, the smallmouth, we, when FLW was there, we got the uh, variance, a permit to weigh in 15 inches, I believe, but the minimum length limit there is 18. The lake is so freaking healthy, man. We watch guys throw back three-pound fish, 17 and three-quarters, 17 and 15, 16. Like, it makes you sick to your stomach. I've been there, done that there, and uh, lots of fish caught, even in the crazy conditions, but we did our best to cover it. Had an absolute ball in studio with Fat Cat Newton, and, and uh, you know, talking to Brad Knight last night, he said, man, these guys really do. This is his first event. He's like, these guys got something. He's like, this was – it was a crazy week, but he's like, man, this is uh, this is special. He's like the the anglers, the bond, and it's the same thing I felt leaving you follow last year. So I'm glad to get back, get an event, even though it was crazy, man. And of course, like we've had adversity from the jump with MPFL, right? Whether that's lack of industry support or uh, you know just complete buffoons hating on it all the time because they just like to see things fail, whatever the case is. Um, and then, you know, the, the year to end, unfortunately, like it did last year, we'll cancel on the championship. We're used to adversity, right? Uh, we are, but I thought the live coverage looked and sounded as good as it's ever sounded. Shout out to our production team. It was, it was awesome. It's a pleasure working with the team that we get to work with in studio. Our cameramen are awesome. And uh, it's going to be a fun year, man. I'm looking forward, really looking forward to Hartwell. That's our second event that'll be there like third week of April. Uh, you know, really going to be interesting to see. A storyline that that popped up at this event, freaking Patrick Walters joins our field. He's up there practicing. Did not realize from what he said that the Bassmaster Classic – let me say this again. The Bassmaster Classic practice was starting on Friday. Bassmaster Classic, and so he uh, he was going to fish Thursday, see what he could catch. But fishing was so tough, he thought, man, if I catch 12, 13 pounds, I might get a check for this thing. And so he we canceled, so he goes to Hartwell. My man thought about coming back and fishing Saturday and skipping pra- classic practice. I mean, just for that one-day shot at 50 Gs, like that, that's cool. He ended up staying in Greenville. I think Justin Kimmel and Trent Palmer maybe talked him out. They're like, dude, it's a classic. Come on. Uh, but he will join us for the rest of the events this year. Look forward to covering him and, and seeing on a lake like Hartwell especially, which he's going to be one of the favorites to win the classic there. Him, Brandon Cobb, uh, so many guys. Jason Christie is going to be a favorite again this year. I'm sure it'll be a lot of, lot of talk on uh, Mr. Christie. But uh, – 
be cool covering Walters there in April. I think he'll he'll give them heck. Justin Kimmel's going to give them heck there. But but man, if you haven't tuned in, give us a shot. I know I say it. I I just I'm proud of I'm proud of the people I work with. I'm proud to call them friends and family now at this point. And uh, you know I'm proud of the product they're putting out there. They're not afraid to take chances. They did a uh, three different launch sites option on Saturday, so the guys didn't have to make an hour-long run through debris. Three different blast-offs, logistically pulled it off. It was incredible, incredible. Staggered the flight times where if you were due in at 5, you didn't get to blast off till like 9 o'clock. So everybody got equal fishing time. And it, it really, I mean, it, it was cool So because they couldn't flip those flights. They really handled it, you know, got the tournament in. I think that it uh, it couldn't have gone any better. Than it, than it did after all the insanity. And uh, and we move on. We move on to Lake Hartwell. One, one tournament down. And I've got to say a huge congrats, man. Taylor Watkins. Taylor is, uh, he's on a freaking roll, man. He, he dropped one of the biggest bags I've ever heard of on Cumberland, honestly. Like looking historical tournament weights. I mean, maybe some Alabama rig stuff, but pretty damn impressive what he did up there. And he wins, he goes back to back. Two of those shields. Two of those shields, got to say, uh, got to cover a young man that I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing for a couple of years now, Chris Keeble, 19 years old. We had him on camera on Saturday. You're going to want to look that young man up. Got a bright future ahead of him, a good foundation, good support system, and uh, he's he's a veteran beyond his years, and he was able to cut a check up there on Saturday in the shootout, and uh, look forward to covering him the rest of the year. I think he's fishing all nine Bassmaster Opens as well, so going to want to uh, keep up with that young man on his journey. Got to cover him. Got to cover my buddy Brad Knight. Like, how cool is it to get to call a tournament? He had a rough day. Not going to sugarcoat it. Had a rough day, but to get, you know, one of my best friends out there, it was really cool. Really, really cool day. Um, having Watson out on the water was awesome. Uh, you know, he and I and Fat Cat are, are really good friends outside of fishing, really. You know, we've known each other for quite a few years now, and it's fun to get to work with all those guys, to say the least. But uh, Sheldon Collings killed it on camera for us. Jeff Dobson had a great tournament down there. I think finished in uh, third place there. Todd Goad had a great tournament there. And uh, several guys, several guys had a good event. And look, it was about survival basically more than anything like and that's what I, I my buddy Michael Brewer my buddy uh Chad Aaron here from my hometown they both got checks and I'm like look dude it is all about getting paid and it doesn't matter what weight it takes to get paid that is a comparison to the rest of the field it's all relative right like if seven pounds gets paid it gets paid if six pounds gets paid if four pounds gets paid guess what jokes on the other guys for not catching that Josh McDermott finishing in second place on a tough day uh, but a lot of uh, a lot of guys zero. We had like fifty zeros, but overall a really cool event, pressure cooker event, honestly. But a lot of fantastic anglers failed to catch a bass up there, a keeper bass. They were probably chunking those three pound smallmouth back, which is another story for another day. We might talk to our guest about it right now. We're going to get him on the phone. Let's see. Be sure to comment if you watch the MPFL. Let me know what you think. Here we go. This man is the back-to-back champ. 
got it going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. What Taylor up, Watkins, what's up, buddy? How are you, man? Well, <laughs> well, I drove home uh, twelve hours from Wisconsin to get here at about two this morning. I'm not doing as good as you. <laughs> yeah, well, I I drove about two hours this morning to get home to Tennessee. So to I'm your, doing pretty good. To your two trophies, just all <laughs> snuggled up in your backs. I saw your picture, you dog. I saw that. Yeah, I don't blame you. I'd I'd mount them both on my damn hood, son. <laughs> so, so I uh, I'm going to the classic next week, and uh, I I don't have room. Well, I mean, I guess I have room, but we rent our house out. So, like, me and my wife are like oh, in the yeah, camper right. most of the time. Yeah, and then we stay in the house just a little bit. Well, I don't want some renter to be putting their grubby paws all over my <laughs> trophy. So I sent it home to Alabama to my mom, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to have that back. We're going to go to Classic. I need to take that. So it just worked out that I got doubled up in the back. You know, we're riding around with twins in the back seat now. You should mount them on log chains like a rapper would and just walk (laughs) around with them hanging around your shoulders. Like, not necessarily a necklace because that might get dangerous, but over your shoulder like like the rock working out. That's what I would do. Those things are heavy. They're heavy. Yeah, so so uh, my sponsor, Bass Boat Electronics, he uh, Jason Castle, he was like, "Dude, we're gonna like rig you up like some like pit bull <laughs> chain yes. and take that shield and hang it around your neck and like you just walk around the classic with it just hanging around your neck." Hey, and, and when this happens, <laughs> listen, I got this new mixer. Hang on, check this out. I'm a I'm a crappy radio DJ now. Whenever you walk in, this is all we're gonna hear. <laughs> Everywhere you go. <laughs> The entire time. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, back-to-back champ. <laughs> Everywhere you go, it's going to be a party. I can't wait. I'm following you with this soundboard the entire week if you walk around like Pitbull. I did, well, I did I did have a better idea. That better idea was I was going to get me a radio flyer wagon, and I was just going to wagon the babies around. <laughs> okay. You win. You win. Yeah. You or one of those like uh, strollers they make for people with twins or just two kids, and just push that thing around. I like it. I like it, man. It's a good everybody's hand and just tell them I'm Taylor Watkins. I'm Taylor Watkins. Yes, I'm Taylor Watkins. I'm Taylor Watkins. I won the first ever one day shootout for fifty thousand dollars, (laughs) man. Insane, man. Did you ever? So I I talked a lot uh, before I called you just about. The emotions of the week for me, and I'm not competing. I'm obviously an employee. I'm a. I've just run my mouth, man. I'm. I'm proud to be a part of everything with the league. I've gotten to know so many of you guys. I know the work you put in, and I know the, you know the, the unknown part of it for you guys. Right, last year coming in as first year anglers, you don't know what's going to happen. And then we had a hiccup there at the end of the year, but you all showed back up, man. The guys. It's funny to me, the guys that made the championship and the championship gets canceled are all the first ones to sign up, and we lost some guys that never got close to the championship that were mad about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it's it's yeah, interesting yeah. to me, but but I see, you know, you guys are, until last year, really are a lot of unknowns in the fishing industry. You haven't had that spotlight on you. Now, dude, you're a freaking two-time champ. You've won $100,000 in the last two tournaments. You got more hardware than freaking Lowe's, and... <laughs> It's nuts, man. And, but but I was talking about the emotion of the week, just the up and down. We wanted to get the year started off with a bang, right? And and 
I was devastated that they canceled days one and two. Like I was, I was pissed. And uh, you know, and Brad and I talked about it because I look at everything from an angler standpoint first, I guess, and just being that that's what I've been my whole life. And and the more I thought about it, I was like, this is a really freaking good idea. <laughs> like this <laughs> is actually really cool. And uh, even though, hey man, you didn't get multiple days to fight for your money. Take the win out of the equation. What was your initial thought? Were you like, dang it, man? Well, I mean, what what did you think when you first so, hear of the one-day thing? I I really – I was hoping for a two-day. You know, like, I, I they made 100% made the right call on the first day, you know, to cancel yes, the first day. 100%. Yes. I was a little disappointed with the second day. Okay. You know, just just from an angler standpoint. I get it. Especially my style of fishing. And me and John uh, Sokup was out floating around waiting to load up the first morning, and we we were laughing and cutting up. And I said, dude, I got to have three days because it takes me three days to figure them out. I said, I don't yeah. drop those John Sokup bags on yeah. <laughs> and he said, And I started laughing, you know, and he started laughing. He said, yeah, I don't either. I just do it all three days. And I was like, yeah, that's classic John. But, no, doubt, no doubt about it. He, but, but he is consistent, right? And what separates yeah, the yeah. men from the boys a lot of times are those down the stretch on that third day kind of thing, you know? Like you at Grand, you got stronger as it went on. And and throughout the year last year, I think somebody on uh, Instagram is doing some kind of – Yes, uh, there's stats. You know, Great. Stats, it's, yeah. And, and so my stats, I was the only angler last year to – uh, grow or move up places yes uh, on the third day every every tournament it's awesome so uh so you know that is my strong suit and i really feel like that that helps me you know in this kind of format is those three days or at least two day tournaments so i've never been really the guy to go out there and just crack a big bag you know like it i've always just been consistent you know and that's how i've always fished and i do what i like to do i'm comfortable you know more like that andy morgan uh, Wesley Strader kind of style, you know, like I, I just try to stay consistent, you know, mm-hmm. 12 to 15 pounds a day gets you paid. That's, that's all right. I, you know, want. And so whenever we got the second day canceled, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm debating on, do I go down the river and fish down the river? Or do I stay up here, you know, or go by down, down to the dam and fish clear water? Or do I stay up here in the river? Well, I've, I've fished a lot of like, Saturday jackpot tournaments mm-hmm. on Cherokee and Norris and Douglas and dude, whenever it rains, like we get these rains like this, it gets one in the river every time. Yep. Like somebody catches a big bag of largemouth, you know. And there may be some guys that peter out through the top ten with, you know, smallmouth and stuff like that. Yep. But the big bag is always largemouth when these perfect conditions happen. And so I just made up my mind, you know, I had I had come up and practiced in the river and got in a couple bites. And, you know, so I was like, I, I made up my mind I was going to stay in that river, you know, and, and stay in that area and just try and get a couple of bites. Like all, all I was hoping for was like two, two pounders or, you know, something like that just to try and squeak out a check or whatever, you know. And then, <laughs> yeah, just hoping to and, squeak yeah. out a check. And then I broke everybody's necks with what I brought in. <laughs> yeah. So, Unreal, I, man. It, it just kind of like I, so the first bite that I got that morning, I broke it off and I know oh, it was no. a big one. And I think I had a bad knot. I think I tied a bad knot. You know, we had two days to prepare and I tied a bad knot on my stern bait. <laughs> yeah. Well, you probably re tied nine times because that's what I do when <laughs> things like that happen. I just mess with my tackle too much. So, yeah. So 
uh, I mean, you want to get into all this right now? Yeah, like, of we, course, dude. Okay. Yeah, I want to know all of it all because right. I, I, we had a hard time. Uh, we didn't know yeah. the story yesterday, right? Like we were limited yeah. to who we could cover and what we could do. And you, my friend, on the Way Live app said you had 11 pounds. We'll get to that later too. So we didn't know you had this massive bag. But yeah, I want to walk. I want to walk through. It. Like, did it happen fast? How yeah. how did it how did it go down? So I so the area that I wanted to start in, you know, the way that this tournament was laid out, if not everybody already knows, they allowed us to put in at three different ramps on the lake. Yes. You could put in at Burnside, you could put in at the mid lake con Conley bottoms mm-hmm. and then down at the dam. So um I chose to put in at Burnside because that was the closest place to where, you know, that particular creek that I wanted to start in. And then, you know, I also wanted to maximize fishing time. So it's like an hour and 10 minute drive from the dam mm-hmm. back up to Burnside. Well, by the time you load your boat, you know, strap everything down and all that, what you're an hour and a half. Like yeah. you need, and then plus you're always going to want to make it safe. So just go ahead and make it an hour and 45 minutes. Yep. That's a lot of time, especially on a tough fishery, you know, like wherever you're looking for one bite or two bites. And, uh, so I made up my mind to put in at Burnside, and I went into a particular creek. I was in flight four, so I did not get to take off until 8.40 in the morning. So I got into that area, and there was about five or six other competitors kind of just fishing up and down the stretches that I kind of wanted to be on. And I just kind of picked a spot and stopped in there, and I just didn't feel comfortable, you know. I was like, man, it's just too much pressure. Like, There's not enough bites to be had already, much less all of this pressure, you know. So I kind of just made my way on further back into the creek. I just kind of picked my troll motor up, went a little further back. And there was a, a, a run-in on the left mm-hmm. going up through there. Well, I, I was like, I'm going to check this run-in right here real quick. Well, I pulled up, put the troll motor down. I dropped the troll motor, and the temperature went up to 54 degrees. Oh, you found and I was yeah, like, the unicorn. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they are around here somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they are somewhere close, I know. So I just left the troll motor down. I just started fishing and I come to the, what wound up being the area that I caught all the big ones. I broke that one off. I tied another spinnerbait back on and I made about six or eight more casts, got up against the bluff, made a cast down the bluff. And I mean, I think I turned the handle one time and I caught a three pounder. Hmm. And so like then I'm like, I am the greatest fisherman in the world. Here we go. I yeah. I didn't get zero. A check. I didn't <laughs> you know, zero. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was, I didn't zero. Like, this is great. You know, like all pressure is off. Like, you know, like, all right, let's go. So there was another run in just a little further up. I go to it and I pull up into it and I start fishing down there and the water is getting perfect. Like mm. it's Clean, getting that green up. Yep. tent, yep. cleaning up, getting that green tent to it. And I catch one, you know, and I catch another one and I catch another one, but they're like two pounders, you know, like they're 16 inches, 17 inches, you know, and and two, two and a quarter pounds, which I'm happy, dude. Those are like gold. Yeah. There's so many guys that would have loved to have them. Yeah. Yes. And so I get to the back of that little run in and I caught a couple shorts and stuff and I actually swapped up spinner baits. I started throwing a half ounce war eagle, uh, double silver. Because you were throwing a covert a little bit, right? I, well, that's why I ended up catching the big ones. On. Okay, but as I the got water you. got, got clear in this back of this creek, I swapped. Okay. You know, but as the water cleaned up, the further I went back. And uh, I had four. So I, I there was a couple, there was like one other guy kind of fishing around me in that same little area. 
So I was like, you know what? Did anybody else catch back. any in there with you? Um, in the field? Yeah, so, so seven out of the top ten were all in that same cleat. No kidding. Okay. Yeah. Didn't know that. Mr. Commentator Host Guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so. Interesting. I, so I decided to push further back. You know, I was like, I'm going to go to this thing ends. You know, like yeah. as far as I can go. And so I went all the way to the back, got all the way to the back. And man, I rounded the bend where I rounded the bend. It looked like I was on the Coosa River. Uh, like it was current. just flowing yeah. current. And I love current. Like I have grown up on current. I grew up fishing the Locust Fork River. I grew yep. up fishing the Warrior River, you know. And I picked up that spinnerbait and I went to work on them. And <laughs> I love that. I man. mean, like it was like, but I was only, so I caught my fifth one. And then I called, and then I called, and then I called, but I was calling for ounces. Yeah. You know, like, they were just all two-and-a-half-pounders. And I think I caught one three-pounder. You know, so I'm sitting on, like, two three-pounders, two, you know, two-and-three-quarters, and then a bunch of two-pounders. Like so I had, 13, like, 12 pounds. Yeah, 12, 13 yeah, 12, 13 pounds. And, uh, which is pretty sure what I had on the score tracker. Pretty close. You were right there. Know? Yes, you were. Yeah, you were right close. there. When we went off air, you were in our unofficial top five with like 12 pounds, I think. Okay. So this is like 1130 ish, 1145 ish. It might have been 12. It was probably 12. Yeah, it was probably 12. And so I kind of exhausted that area a little bit. Like I caught them pretty good. Like I caught a bunch of fish, you know. I would catch That's one awesome. that didn't help, you know, and I would kind of slide off. Like I had the troll motor on a hundred trying to just sit and, you know, and, I mean, the current is boiling through there. And, uh, so I kind of slid down to, you know, another little current break that had rested for about 10 minutes. I catch another one. I'm like, they're reloading, you know? Wow. So I said, I'm going to just ease out of here and let it, you know, you know, fill back up, let them reload, let them reposition, get out, get the pressure out a little bit. And I'm just going to ease back down here and hit us a little bit of this other stuff that I fished earlier this morning. Well, I fished a little run in where I had finished, where I had caught four, you know, had I, I had caught two or three that morning. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go there where I caught that three pounder and where I broke that one off and just check it one more, you know, one more time before I go back up in the river park. So I get over and I make the exact same cast I caught the three pounder and a five, seven, eight six. And I'm like, oh boy. So this is like one o'clock, you know. Ugh. And from one o'clock till about three, it was just on like Donkey Kong, wow, dude. I mean, man. I there it so it set up the water there was a huge waterfall there, and the water was falling off into the lake, and then it was a bluff, and the bluff made a had a ledge. And I could see it on my active target. The active target showed me that in about eight foot of water, seven or eight foot of water, it made a small shelf. And then the shelf dropped off into about 25. Well, those fish were pulling up onto that shelf right there beside the waterfall and feeding. I mean, it was like one would just take its place. Like I'd catch one and let take its place. You know, so fun. And so I, I would, I would just fish down the bank about, you know, 20 or 30 yards, give it about 10 minutes or so, 15 minutes, and I'd come back and I'd catch another one. I'd go about 10 or 15, 20 yards, come back, and I'd catch another one. And, you know, and they didn't all help me, yeah. you know, but, like, every other time or so, like, it'd be like a four-pounder, you know, or four-and-a-half, or, you know. And finally, at 3.30, I think I called my last time, or I caught one, and I I – I had one cold, so I, all my fish started with cold tags on them. <laughs> and then whenever I got, 
like I wasn't putting cold tags on five pounders, oh, you know. Like, yeah, I'm like, especially yeah, Cumberland, you're like, one. yeah, we're not calling this bad boy. Yeah. yeah. So I get so I get down and I've got one fish with one cold tag on it, and I'm like, okay, so this is my coal, and I pull it out, and that joker's like three and a half, three and three quarter pounds, <sighs> and I'm like. Yeah, we're we're going we're going to the house. <laughs> so I mean, you gotta know, so right? With the conditions and all that, you're <laughs> like, you gotta think that you blew it out, right? Well, At the, not maybe so not what, blew it out, but like it pretty much had it. I won, just surely. made up my mind. I made up my mind. There's too many obstacles out here. There's yes. floating debris, floating brush. There's mechanical issues. What happened to Brandon Perkins last year? You know, it's crazy. And yeah. and so I, you know, I I just made up my mind. Look, I got an hour. I'm just going to take it easy and take it slow. And thank goodness I did because I come out on that river and I couldn't see nothing but wow. brush all the way across the river. And, you know, and, and of course there was a lane, but like, you know, I was like 20 or 30 mile an hour just easing going, please, mm-hmm. Lord, don't hit anything. Please don't hit it. You know, and I, you know, and I just eased my way back up to the boat ramp and, uh, you know, brought it on in. I just, I figured if somebody beats me today, they deserve it. Yeah, you know? no doubt about if I, it. If I take second with twenty over twenty pounds on Lake Cumberland, it was meant to be for them. You know, yeah. so it is what it is. I've I've been there many times, man, and and that is a special, special, special stringer fish that a, a lot of locals up there will never forget. I'll assure you because I fished two FLWs there when it was good. I mean, and I'm talking yeah. about like you know April. Fish are pulling up, you get a ton of bites, and and uh, and I don't think we saw a 20-pound bag at all in two, two years in a row there. Now it's primarily yeah. dominated with smallmouth. We saw like a seven-pound largemouth weighed in. I think Casey Scanlon caught one. Uh, they certainly live there. And, and you know, and Watson said that on the preview show we did on Friday afternoon. He, he said, man, I think it'll take 18 to 20. He said these run-ins, you know, he fishes a lot of highland reservoir like yeah. table rock and and just you know like us we fish smith and and it is magical to see what those run-ins can do if you find the right one if you find yeah. the one that's got the warm water and what's crazy is on camera you know we had one with brad knight there and uh brad that was his that was his approach he scrapped everything he was doing in practice and he was on the lower end of the lake though and he ran run-ins all day long, and the warmest one he found was 43. And most of the ones that he went to, the water was gone. It had stopped running in. And he kept saying, uh, he said, on camera, he said, somebody is going to win this tournament. They're going to pull up in one of these, and the big largemouth are going to have their nose in it because it's going to be a little bit warmer. And he's like, the guy that does that is going to blow this out. And he said it several found times. It. Yeah, and you did. <laughs> you did, man. And that is so that's so cool, dude. And – uh so a war eagle spinnerbait and a uh, and the covert spinnerbait, covert three quarter ounce, three covert big with one, a, yeah, old big one, dude, and it was fun. It was like it took me back to my days of like you know uh, uh, nighttime fishing, yeah, um, yeah, old know, thumper Coosa blade, River, Gunnersville, yeah. thumper blade, you know, yeah. it, we used to do that whenever I was a kid all the time. It's been a while since I've done that, you know, and you just throw that thing up there and just wind it as slow as you can, and all, I mean. Dude, they'd have it choked. Oh, I yeah, mean, man. they'd have it way deep down in there. We're throwing like chartreuse and white, chartreuse and blue, chartreuse and white with a gold, gold Colorado blade, and then a, a red kicker. Red kicker. Okay, so, that yeah. is a uh, that is a really really good spinnerbait, man. I'm a spinnerbait fiend, and that is a 
for for years we kind of chased the uh the dragon so to speak with a good light wire yep. spinner bait with a lot of good thump and a production model a lot of, you know i've got some some guys around the tennessee river that make some really good homemade spinner baits and and things but jason they that's a really good one the stan sloan it. yeah he nailed that one's uh straighters bango blades another one that's a really good spinner bait light wire yeah um, i was impressed at how strong it was like you know yeah for it to be a light wire yes i mean it really held up you know as far as catching those big but you know, they were cold and they weren't just like dogging and thrashing around, you know, and just wearing your spinnerbait out. You know, it was kind of wherever you hit them. I mean, they were they were dogging, but they weren't just, you know, summertime mangle your right. stuff. Right. They had you know, just gotten but, up there and were kind of feeling it out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They were still cold, but it, it, it was good. I was impressed with that spinnerbait for sure. I, that's the first time that I've like really spent a whole lot of time with it in my hand uh you know throwing it it you know i mean it's it's very conditional you know and and we don't see those conditions a ton you know i mean uh you know fishing these highland reservoirs around here you know most of the time we're fishing on the lower end of the lake and the clear water yes. you know and all that but i have seen it so many times when we were fishing those you know those wildcats like that somebody up in that river finds some clean water clean mm-hmm. warm water and catches large mouth you go past so the mud past the mud yep, and find, yep. Yeah, you just got to know. I've seen that at Smith, man. You just got to know that it's coming at some point. It might not happen that day you're there, but tomorrow it could be coming, or another hundred yards it could be coming. You know what I mean? You just got to push for it and find that little cleaner water, warmer water. I like that you were throwing a three quarter. That's something that I feel like a lot of people um, on a spinner bait they make a mistake with, in that they tend to go to that three eighths or half more than anything and it, and it rolls and you can't keep it down and and a lot of people think yeah. oh, man i'm fishing five to you know eight feet deep or so i don't need a three-quarter but but you do especially with yeah. that uh you know that colorado or an indiana blade it just keeps it down man and yeah. and cumberland's a lot of 45s right like you mentioned 45 yeah. degree banks you got those ledges and it's really really key up there yeah. um, i did experience i did experiment with uh you know with a half during practice Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I noticed that, you know, like I just could not keep it down, you know, and no matter how slow I tried to wind that thing, I couldn't keep it down there bumping those rocks. And so that three quarter was, you know, three quarter, 20 pound line, seven, three, medium heavy. And I, like, that's my favorite. I, I actually call every, I think I call every fish that I weighed in on the exact same rod and reel that I call every fish that I weighed in at Grand Lake. That's so cool. <laughs> you know what I, you know what I noticed first though, yesterday in the, in uh, the picture, the gallery, I was driving home and uh, checking out all Tanner and Travis's picks of the winter. And I saw that fish hook. I saw yep. that fish hook. And if y'all are just listening to this, go back and listen to the episode with Taylor after he won grand I think the title is Inter- the internet needs to calm down and go fishing. Uh, there was a lot of other things that happened around that event. As well. uh, yeah, that that uh, were a good time for everybody. But uh, but Taylor t- tells this cool story. He gets this lucky fish hook hat clip from from a guy that owns a tackle store at Grand, and the guy basically just is a prophet. <laughs> says, "Hey man, you're going to win this tournament." Uh, here you go, and it really cool story. And then, of course, he wins the next one. So, I'd say that hat pin's not going to come off for a while. No, I plan on keeping that one for a minute. I actually, I was wearing this hat during practice one day, and I was like, "Oh man, what if this thing flies off my head? I'm gonna be like, <laughs> this is not gonna be good. I'm gonna put this one up." Yeah, you know, like, yeah. 
This one only needs to come out for special occasions. That's funny, man. That that's uh I get like that about baits, you know, that have a special significance sometimes to me from certain, you know, whatever, whether it's tournaments or just life event. And you're like, man, I don't know. Like, I, I like this one, but I think I should put it over here just because those memories are, you know, they're special. They're really special. So going to be at the Bassmaster Classic. You're going to be hanging out down there. Uh, the Bass Boat Technologies booth, that's where folks can come by and harass you about uh, about being back-to-back MPFL champ. Yeah, uh, Bass Boat Electronics, they're not going to have a booth okay. this year. Uh, okay. they, they will next year in Knoxville, though. Heck yeah, um, Knoxville's going to be but, a party. Yes, it is. It's going to be fun. and But we got this one to look forward to right now. No but, doubt about um, it. I will be, Deer Deck Marine is having a booth. Okay. Uh, they're going to have a booth set up, and uh, I'll be hanging around there a little bit. And then, uh, like I said, I'm just going to go around and shake as many hands as I can and say, hey, I'm Taylor Watkins. Nice <laughs> to meet you. You know? So yeah, absolutely. If anybody wants to come up and say hi and, you know, we'll talk about it and uh, talk about how it all went down this week or For talk sure. about Grand Lake or, you know, we can't talk a whole lot about you know, watch bar, but, uh, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to give up the goods there. Are you, uh, would you consider yourself? I know you live there in that area, but I mean, are you proficient on that lake? Is, are you, you looking forward to that one? Our third event uh, there? Yeah, definitely. Okay. I, okay. I, so I'm, I'm about 40 minutes from there, 30 minutes. I, okay. And if I have to pick anywhere, like if I wake up in the morning, I'm going fishing, like it's going to be watch bar. Okay. And, uh, you know, but, um, there, there is a lot of really good anglers that are fishing MPFL <laughs> that are really close right here. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> like, I got my work cut out. That one's going to be, Hartwell's going to be interesting because, I mean, our field, we've just got so many locals. great anglers, but we do have some really, really, really good locals. And then Watts Bar is going to be the same. And man, all of them, honestly, other than uh, Saginaw, we don't have a lot of, to my knowledge, a lot of Saginaw Bay uh locals i think you know some of those michigan buck. boys yeah i was gonna it's say buck buck may know it a little bit from being up that way i think but uh yeah he's probably got more experience than anybody i would say ross Rhodes, maybe uh, a couple of those guys but uh but you know we got a big ohio contingency so that that sandusky tournament could be interesting but the watts bar and the heart ones man it's gonna be interesting to see uh how they shake out because there's a lot of guys licking their chops for both of those i feel like yeah, we're I'm I'm going into those the same way that I went into this one. Let's cut a check and you know keep it rolling. And you know I I say that the I kind of told myself on the way home. You know I told a couple people I was like you know oh man the pressure's off you know and then I hang up the phone I think about it I'm like dude you're leading angler the I was gonna say no the pressure off. just started buddy you got that I know twenty thousand dollars <laughs> and a golden progressive angler of the year shield to worry about now. <laughs> Don't let off the it's gas. So- yeah, I mean, the northern swing kind of scares me a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to say it scares me, but um, I hadn't fished up north. Like, I don't travel much above the Mason-Dixon line. Mm-hmm. Like, so, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm still we'll, – we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> Whenever I get there, you know, and, and I can determine, you know, hey, am I going to go out there and, you know, risk it with some smallmouth and try – you know, because it's not my strong suit, you know. And I can catch them, you know, I don't, I know I can catch them, but I'm not as, you know, proficient with it as some of these other guys, you know, Buck and Ross Rhodes and, you know, so do I 
go out there and go after them or do I play it a little safe and go catch 15, 16, 17 pounds of, you know, large mouth and yeah. just try and squeak out a check. You know, I don't, I don't know. We'll just have to see how good the smallmouth fishing and is. How the conditions know? play out for the event. That's right. And too. Uh, is there an yeah, event you're yeah. looking forward to more than Watts bar? I mean, are you, you, I, that Saginaw Bay one, man, I've got a star by on our schedule. I'm looking forward to seeing that one play out. I'm I, me too. Um, I I would have to say that I am. I, I'm scared. I'm worried, but I'm also very excited about going out there just because I like cracking bass in the face. So, <laughs> and they got them there. Like, like, yeah, yeah. yeah man, they got them. And there. I've heard there's like really dumb ones there too. Yeah. So like you know, which are that, my favorite kind. Always, fun. always. I need yeah. the dumbest ones I can find. We're good to go. That's that's who I need yeah. right there. Yeah, you, you you just flip your cricket within ten feet of them. They swim over there and yeah, eat it. Yeah, like, those are the ones path. I need. Those when you throw your spook like ten miles away from anything you should have, and one just V's over there and smokes. It. Those are the ones <laughs> I need. <laughs> You're like, man, I'm a great angler. Yeah, those are the ones <laughs> I need. Right there. Well, Taylor, dude, I really appreciate you taking the time out. I know we were kind of uh, all over the place about trying to get you booked up to get you on here. I didn't know what time I was going to be home uh, last night, late, or early this morning, however you want to look at it. And I've been pretty lazy today. And then, you know, just like I said, I got this uh, this new equipment, man. I mean, come on. You know, I, got this, I mean, why would we have done the podcast on the old equipment when we could have – all we can have this going on. Yeah, what? I mean, hey, <laughs> the, the the bar and grill just got lit listen. Up, bud. This is it. Might as well be a dance club now. Like I will be up here mixing. Listen, I'm gonna be mixing beats. There's no telling what's gonna happen. Disco ball. Yeah, there's like oh, some, listen, some lights. Strobe lights are happening. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna. I'm gonna check with the triple threat and check and see. If maybe some dancing girls are an option. I don't know. We're gonna see. <laughs> Uh, really, really taking the bar and grill to the next level. But, uh, dude, I, I'm super proud for you, man. I, I, it's very cool to know that we are, you know, one event in year two, and one of our guys, you know, has got his claimed his second trophy. We've got two two time champs. That's that's so cool for me uh, on a statistical level. That's just awesome to see. And uh, you're a good dude. It's well-deserved, man. You're a hard worker, and I'm very proud for you, and I appreciate you coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Taylor. Make sure you're following Taylor Watkins on all social media. Uh, Good dude right there. Thank you, Taylor. Thank you, man. See you. All right, there he is, Taylor Watkins, stop number one champ, National Professional Fishing League. Uh, Something I forgot to mention before that interview started, Huge congrats, man. The the week's so crazy, so crazy, and I was working. Huge congrats to Alton Jones Jr. Holy crap. He's one of my favorite folks in the fishing industry. Good dude. Known him since he was this tall, I feel like, and uh, just very cool to see him win that Bass Pro Tour down there. Of course, uh, Jacob Wheeler made another top ten. Imagine that. The man has gills. Zach Burge made him a top ten down there, but just really cool to see little AJ Jr. pull that off down there. And then I think uh, we, Bradley Hallman and I recorded uh, last week's show a little early, and I want to say a huge congrats to my old buddy, Buddy Gross. Yet another offshore grass victory. Imagine that. The guy is scary dialed at that kind of offshore fishing. When he won that, uh, one of my favorite podcasts I've ever done, when he won Ufala, 
in 2020, some of the things that came out of his mouth on that show were just like, what? The man is dialed up. So uh, congratulations to Buddy. Good luck to everybody in the Classic. If you are a low lifer and you are coming to Greenville, South Carolina, 1 p.m. on Saturday, Express Boats booth, we're doing this live. Several guests, I think Bill Lowen's going to be joining me there. Who knows who all. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have several folks to talk to. I think John Hookup Soakup may be there as well. Come out, come say hi, and pay attention to social media, Facebook and Instagram. I'm going to maybe uh, post up where we're going to be Saturday night. We might do a pop-up podcast. I don't know yet. I'm still kicking some stuff around. There definitely won't be like the big over-the-top live live this year, but one thing is for sure, Knoxville, Tennessee next year will make up for lost time. Trust me. Uh, already, Already planning that right now. Thanks to each and every one of you for tuning in every week, for listening. It is much appreciated, and uh, I I can't thank y'all enough for that. Be sure to hug your mama. We'll take y'all out with some Biloxi Blues right now, and I will see y'all next time. It lasts. Spanish moss and Civil War ghosts. Well, I'm going to leave them in the past. Also, go Vols, Auburn sucks. It don't matter, east or west. North, south, wherever the wind blows, I'm leaving those burdens at rest. This highway, it does not know my name, and I don't care, no, I don't care. And I got three good tires and a spare Just a white line gypsy getting out of Mississippi With just enough gas to get there